Hi, and welcome to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman. I'm Judy. And if you've been with us before, welcome back. If this is your first time, hold on to your seats because we always have the most amazing conversations. Selling in a Skirt is about community, connection, and creating amazing relationships. I love the advantage that I have of my guests when we empower professional women, and we also encourage men to champion women. So today is no exception, and I am thrilled and honored to have Tim Samuels with us today. I'm gonna to tell you a little bit about him, and then I'm gonna let him tell you himself. So I'm gonna reach you. You ready? Absolutely. Okay, so Tim has worked in higher education for over 17 years as the Executive Dean of Academic Programs, including several recent years providing leadership of college career and technical programs. Currently, he is functioning in the role of Associate Chief of Workforce and the Senior Director of Corporate Partnerships at the Ascend Institute at Dallas College. He's got lots of experience in different industries, but I love the words that he lives by, by John Quincy Adams. He said, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. So I am welcoming my favorite leader, Tim Samuel. Judy, thank you so much. You are so welcome. So tell us all like who you really are, what you do, and what you love about what you do. Um, but certainly higher education is a passion. Uh, to be in this industry now over 20 years, I guess I need to update that bio just a little bit. Just a little. But the fact that I'm still working with people, uh, the inspiration I get from helping others fulfill and accomplish yep. uh, key opportunities, um, especially with workforce. And I got to tell you, Judy, after years of serving as an academic dean, to be able to transition to that of the workforce, to work with employers, to help derive at customized solutions to meet their needs. And when that happens, God, what a beautiful day it is. And, you know, so there's nothing more gratifying for me than to do that work every single day and to be able to do it in Dallas, where we're the third largest community college in the United States. Amazing. With a powerful organization, uh, with a lot of resources. I don't know, I gotta pinch myself some days when I get up because <laughs> it doesn't real. seem like it's real, but it is. Yeah. But you, you know, there's always a backstory. So why did you switch from academics to the workforce? Like what, what made you do that? You know, really it was just about a promotional opportunity. Uh, you know, just a chance, a stepping stone mm -hmm. from a dean position to an executive dean level. Uh, with that just happened to be in the, in the world of career and technical education. And with that also involved workforce and continuing education. And that's where I got my first exposure back in 2007 working with employers directly. Mm -hmm. um, and then that work took on a whole new life of, you know, being a chamber board president, being a vice president of the Economic Development Corporation of my local community. Um, so doing and getting engaged, really embedded in the fabric of the communities that I was serving. Um, and it was all about the people then. It was 100%, nothing against traditional students no, of a college. No, no, no. But really to be able to solve problems to help with solutions for employers, especially in this day and age. Wow, what a wonderful thing to do when you can achieve it. Uh, and we do that at scale today. Can't say that three years ago. Right. So I'm real excited about where we're at, but more so where we're going. Well, we're gonna talk about that in a minute, but who are your ideal clients? You know, the employers that you're talking about, is there one particular type or is it across different industries and different verticals? Who's your ideal person? Quick backstory, if I may. Sure. So in 2017, when we were developing the concept 
of the Ascend Institute, and I was asked by the former chancellor to come down and start up this new entrepreneurial startup called the Ascend Institute as we know it today. And you know, with that, just like anybody else that creates a new small business or an entrepreneurial startup, you know, you write a business plan, you develop financial forecasting, you do all of those kind of things to get your business off the ground and running. And so in 2017, you know, we were looking at this as, okay, let's be very intentional, very deliberate, because by the way, we've never had this before at Dallas College. Right. We've been operating for 55 years, doing a heck of a job with academic transfer programs, but now we've got a chance to do something cutting edge. And trust me, Judy, when I tell you, in higher education, you don't have many opportunities where you get to build something from scratch. Yeah. And so we took that to heart with intentionality. So we focused on our target sector. We focused on industry sectors. We focused on the entire marketplace. Labor market intelligence screamed at us every single day. There's five major industry sectors we needed to focus on. Why? Because they had the most prevailing hiring opportunities, the biggest occupation types out there, the best wage earning opportunities, and so when we talk about driving the economy, this was a win-win. Yeah. So we focused on five major sectors to kick it off. Um, probably not surprising to the audience today, construction, yeah. manufacturing, IT, healthcare, and logistics and distribution. Now, a little surprise for the audience and yourself, you may know this already, aviation will become our sixth and I'll talk about this one here after a while because it's really exciting after kind of our unofficial launch with a press release this week about what we're bringing in terms of aviation to Dallas College. But those are the sectors that we focused on. And as part of our mission, we still do every single day. Our focus is on those sectors because they represent the most critical to fill job occupations out there across the North Texas region of Dallas County. Wow. You know, it's it's always interesting to, to get a different perspective. And I'm sure that a lot of people would have said, well, what about this and what about that? But you already did your research and you already had people say to you, this is what we need. And one of the things that, you know, I always hear is, you know, it's either B2B or it's B2C. And I want to say that you're C2C because C2C is more about classroom to career. So tell us how Dallas College, what the programs are different even from other schools that offer technical certifications and things, why is Dallas College so different? I love the question. And so for just a moment, let me explain. Again, Dallas College has been operation. I guess we're coming up on our 60th year anniversary. But not this part of it, right? No. Right. Traditionally, think about your academic transfer programs. That's what was built out as right. community colleges across the state of Texas and all 50 community college districts and the nation. And so we've done that very well. That's our bread and butter. We've done that extremely well, preparing people for transfer, earn your associate degree and matriculate to a four-year right. university to eventually work for your bachelor's degree or perhaps higher. Right. Where we're different today is while we still do that well, where we're different is because the focus is also heavily on workforce. It's now about meeting the deliverables of business and industry at real time, the proverbial speed of business. Right. So to be able to do that, we have to rethink ourselves, redesign ourselves about how we deliver products and services. So why does it have to take two years 
to earn credentials or degrees when you might be able to fast track a program. Do it in a boot camp. Accelerate that learning opportunity instead of months upon months or years, why not weeks or perhaps even days? So mm -hmm. taking the understanding of the certain job type, that occupation, can we help materialize an industry recognized credential in a few short weeks? If the answer is yes, let's build out the new curriculum today. And work with that. And work with that to earn, to, to work towards earning that industry certification, but all the while, never forgetting that we're gonna to continue to build the complete pathway to lead toward an associate's degree and on towards a baccalaureate degree. Okay, so do you think that the industries and your, you know, your, your real clients, the employers, were more excited or nervous about that? And what about the students? Did they think that they were gonna be prepared enough? It depends on the learner at hand. Now, typically, with a lot of our clientele today, Judy, I'm happy to say that we've been very fortunate in our two years of existence with the Ascend Institute. Many people are surprised when I present this during speaking engagements or whatever the case is, but you know, our small team has been a part of or led the efforts to train 40,000 incumbent workers across the Dallas region. Wait, 40,000? In the last 19 months. Holy cow. Does anybody know that? Well, it's a story. We're telling the story today. <laughs> really? So we're continuing to build that awareness because we want to believe that we're very much a catalyst as a training provider in this marketplace. Yeah. Well, you were mentioned in the um, an article called As Demand for Skilled Workers Rises in Texas, Work-Based Educational Programs See a Resurgence. So does, does that help you when you know when students are looking for a, a local community college does that help you more than another community college that doesn't do the workforce you know i, I guess i'm biased i, I think okay. so I, I think that we're all starting to understand you know we're kind of at a critical junction at a, a crossroads across the u.s and certainly here in texas when you look at the skills gaps yeah. that we have we've, we've got tens upon thousands of jobs going unfilled that pay above living wages. Right. Uh, and we're talking, and I, I kind of categorically call these the middle skill jobs. These are great careers. People are familiar with nursing, but there's so many other career types that with a few short weeks of training and upskilling, perhaps reskilling, you know, we can position you to earn one of those industry certifications and, and be competitive for those employment opportunities. That's life-changing. Um, that really alters not only your living wages internally, but for your family and the benefits that you get. And so as you think about economic development across the region, you know, we take that very seriously to heart, the opportunity to impact lives of so many. And I would say that I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that one of our target markets, and every day we think this, is the underserved and the underrepresented right. populations. You know, Judy, too often, we see information from the governor's office and from other state organizations that talk about the unemployment rates. And that's all well and good. You know, they're hovering today somewhere between 3.9%, 4.1%, perhaps higher in other sectors of, of the region. But what's real critical is that we don't talk enough about the underemployed. We have pockets in Dallas County, zip codes in Dallas County to this day that are anywhere from 22 to 40 percent 
underemployed. Now digest that for a moment. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't make sense. 22 to 40%, they may have a job, but is it a living wage job? Right. Can we, through some of our labor market intelligence and data analytic tools, through some heat mapping, and we know we can, find out where they're, where they're at, who they are, and then really target market all of these various opportunities, the traditional academic path, a different career path, such as fast track type programs that are customized to meet needs of employers, and then position them to get them employed. That's a huge number of people across the Dallas region that if we can move them into from a 12 to $15 an hour job to 17 to $20 an hour job. Could be life changing for them. Within a few short weeks. Right. Literally, a right. few short weeks. Right. That's, that's, trans, that's transformational is Ab what that is. Absolutely, absolutely. So do you think that you're on that path? Is I mean, is that where you're heading? Is that one of the exciting things that you're looking at? It absolutely is. And so, you know, as we think about these 40,000 that we've trained, you know, that's one facet of mm -hmm. who we are at the Ascend Institute. I got to tell you, it's my now 20th year, right, in this industry, forever community colleges have been notorious, not in a negative way, but we have been notorious for not accepting the notion when employers come to you and say, hey, can you help me find talent? We've always said, we're not your recruiting arm. Mm -hmm. That's not the way anymore. Right. So we've we've embraced as a niche to our organization talent acquisition and development. And so, as important as customized training is, talent acquisition and development is just as important and part of our DNA and the work that we do to help employers find the talent and help to skill that talent. Because again, what we have at Dallas College is a lot of resources. And so we can help leverage all of those key connections and all of those front doors that many people may not know about and help position them with the right resources, which as you may know, Judy, also includes funding resources right. that we have the capabilities, whether it be through the Department of Labor, the Department of Transportation, the Texas Workforce Commission, we are the arm to help you tap into that. Amazing, and I, I don't really think that people understand all of this about Dallas College. I think they think of Dallas College, community college, and yeah, they do this, and yeah, they do that, and that's the end of it. But there's so much more to it. And I know for a fact, growing up, you know, if you didn't go to a four-year college, people would look down on you. And today, you know, so kids are coming out of school with huge debt, no positions or whatever, and the trades are starting to really, you know, make a, a gigantic leap that I believe would be helping the economy, you know. And not just the trades. I well, mean, not just the trades, but definitely the trades that have always been, you know, like, mm, you're going to be a, mm. it, yeah. yeah. So, the, you know, the middle skill careers are critically important really to us as society. Yeah. Um, we need that talented workforce, you know, whether it be through HVAC, construction, plumbing, electrical, you name it. But it's also allied health. Right. You know, there's a lot of other nice occupations that, that pay living wage jobs that don't require a four-year degree or even a two-year degree. And so being able to identify those, and we can through labor market data, and we can help put on those programs, and we do. Um, I've shared with you the example with Texas Health Resources, mm -hmm. where to this day we've trained over 500 employees with Texas Health Resources uh, to be, you know, 
phlebotomists, certified nurse aides, patient care techs. Um, these don't require four-year degrees. But they're critical positions. They are. Yeah. And they don't require necessarily a two-year degree. It can, can require an industry certification, but we help you with that. So what happens if somebody does come to a community college as a transfer? And in the midst of it, they say, well, you know, I do want to get a certification in phlebotomy. Do they continue their academic two years and get that on the side? Or does it get incorporated? How does that work? So in the past, we may not be able to really articulate that credit um, or through a credit by exam. We do that today. So, mm -hmm. you know, looking to value real life work experience as well as academic earnings from what you've done in the past then we'll look at that to see, you know, based on those competencies, what kind of credit can we give you, if it's credit that you need. Right. Um, I'll use an example, I mentioned aviation. Well, there's a targeted sector out there that we don't necessarily make or hit the mark all the time. We have thousands upon thousands of veterans that are returning to civilian life without knowing what to do without knowing what to do they've been in the military for any yeah. number of years mm -hmm. they come back home and now now what now what yeah so the opportunity to look at their military experience to assess and evaluate and then based on that give them credit which had never been done before um with regularity for, for time served for time served in your experience right. you know the they experience. have occupational right. types right so we assess that evaluate that Here's a good example in aviation that industry is starving for airframe and power, power plant mechanics, A&P as we call it. I mean, yes, there's a pilot shortage and all of that, but for every pilot that you need, you need about a dozen A&P mechanics. And frankly, the reason a lot of the planes are grounded everywhere that we hear about in the news is because they don't have the mechanics to, right. to service Absolutely. the planes. Well, now we can take those returning veterans we can assess that credential, their, their transcript coming out of the military. They may not have to take any academic coursework. Wouldn't that be awesome? We can assess them, their competencies, and we may deem them as ready to test out with the FAA. So are we all the way there yet, Judy? No. Right. But we're, we're, we're so much there. closer today than we ever have been. Yeah. So, you know, the pandemic has taken, everybody's taken a big hit with the pandemic, and we all know that. Um, from the studies that I've read, the demographic that was hit the hardest are women because they had to leave and then they have to stay home and they have the kids and you know all there's a whole trail over there are there any certifications or programs that T dallas college has that's geared towards women i don't know that we look at it that way um and so i, you know, I don't know if i can say that they're geared towards women but Do, are there any that a lot of women you know gravitate towards well about that the beauty of where we're at today um, and never have I seen it, is that women are being targeted for so many industries. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's just beautiful to see that industries such as construction yeah. are really looking at ways to promote careers and target, the, target women to really draw them into that. And I can't think of a time working with any employer that we don't talk about, how do we attract more women in the industry? Aviation is the same way. Right. Um, manufacturing is the same way. I did a presentation with the Dallas County Manufacturer Association last week, and for the first time, I saw a room full of women 
that are in the manufacturing. And I'm not talking about an HR. I'm talking about that are running robotics or CNC machines. Right. Um, it's exciting, It's right? exciting. Yeah. In fact, I'm a welder, you know, kind of a shade tree welder. And, <laughs> you know, we push for women to get involved with welding. And I'll tell you why. You know, companies want women because, frankly, they're better welders than men. So I don't know if we have pinpoint certain careers or programs, you know, that are tailored to women because we want to tailor those programs to all women. Um, but the beautiful thing is industry is going out of their way to seek and attract more women for their careers than ever before. Um, and, and that could be more healthier for, for what we're trying to do in the economy. You do know I started in construction, right? It seems like I remember something about that. Roofing. Yeah. Oh, that's a, we'll have to talk about that over lunch sometimes. <laughs> I would love to learn yeah. more about that. Yeah, it was, it was very interesting. It was a long time ago. But I, you know, a lot of the industries that I work with are male-dominated. And so everybody's always trying to bring more women in. But, but you have to you know, attract and train and all of that, which is what you're doing. And I think that's the, the important part is that you're attracting it, but you're also doing something in the middle that, so it causes higher retention. And a lot of companies, a lot of industries are not doing that. You know, one thing that I should mention, because we do have some grant opportunities, again, mm -hmm. talking about leveraging these resources, mm -hmm. and through our entrepreneurial small business work groups, um, there are certain uh, key points of opportunity for women over men when it comes to startups, um, funding. Um, I'm here to tell you that as a, as, a, as a leader of a work group that is responsible for helping to identify our training provider resources, because we use a lot of external third-party training providers to help us, um, you know, we are always targeting first and foremost, there's extra, pardon the expression, there's extra points earned in right. assessment and scoring. Um, if they're minority-owned businesses, if they're women-owned businesses. If they're veteran-owned. So, they're, yeah. Better, yeah. so there are certain things to promote women working with Dallas College in a way. And that may have been a while, uh, around a while. I don't know. But uh, just in my last three or four years working with some of those key you know, segments of our internal community, um, that absolutely is, is a positivity for women and opportunity. Oh, that's always, it's always good to know because all you have to do is start asking questions and do a little detective work and, you know, and there it is. So you said before that some of your um, employers are asking for certain things. What's the craziest program anybody's ever asked you for? Oh my goodness, wow. <laughs> so, you know, I was a, when I, we started Ascend, I mentioned the chance that I come down and yeah. write this business plan. I thought I was going to work behind a closed door. Yeah. And I was going to be putting all this together. You know, the mission, the vision, the startup plan, three to five years of financial forecasting. Because I've done it before. I've been able to run a couple of businesses. So I said, okay. Well, <laughs> within that first year, Judy, in the midst of all of that, as a team of one, a Fortune 100 company contacts me because they need to hire, they've relocated their headquarters to Irving. And it's like, I know who this company is. And it's like, are you kidding me? What an opportunity. And they need to hire 1,500 billable consultants for Salesforce. Oh, oh. We don't have Salesforce <laughs> in our curriculum at Dallas College. So where am I gonna start? So again, connecting dots, leveraging resources, uh, we were able to do a comprehensive needs analysis after countless meetings with this very large company. 
And over about a six month period, we developed that plan with again, fast tracked within three months, drinking water from a fire hose, you could go through this and you could earn Salesforce administration, Salesforce developer, you could earn those credentials. You know, that was the craziest thing that we've done as a team of one um, with positive benefit because we, we did it. Um, consultative sales, I kind of think is who we are. Right. And they liked our product design and they bought it. I'm happy to say they haven't hired 1,500, but uh, they've been able to hire 1,200 of those in the last three years. So it was a proof of concept that went reality real quick. Um, that was probably the craziest thing. Wow. <clears throat> Any flops? You know, I think we flop every day, you know, because we always got to understand who we are. And, and, you know, not all business is our best business. I mean, certainly I mentioned five industry sectors and I introduced you to, to a sixth. Yeah. Um, I didn't mention banking and financial services, but we absolutely work with those folks and we do it all the time. Um, but, but also to retail, you know, there's a lot of needs and a lot of jobs in retail. Um, and while we'll work with those folks because they're desperate for talent, um, it's not our niche, it's not our focus. Um, and so we may not meet the needs of the retail sector all the time. Um, but that's not a flop. That's it's, just, it's, it's just not, that's not your space. Yeah, that's probably better said. Yeah, that's probably better said. Yeah. You know, I think in terms of flops, I mean, you know, we're still a very large institution, again, third largest in the country. And do we always operate at the speed of business, which is what our mantra is? Right. Um, no, no. And, and so, you know, when you don't do that and you feel like you failed, um, you figure out a better way to get it done quicker and sooner and faster. Um, because I think we do that more often than not. But uh, when you experience that, it just helps you grow and, and, and become better at what you do and more effective and more efficient. But, um, you know, outside of those kinds of things, failed opportunities, because you want them all when right, you can get them. Right. Um, that, that may be the only thing that I can think of. Or when you write a very important grant and it's a multi-million dollar grant in, in an industry that you're targeting, and it's very competitive across the state or the U.S. and you don't get funded, you know, it's competition. So, yeah, you, you, you didn't succeed. Did you flop? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you could have written a better grant. Um, but, but you learn from all of them. You do, anyway. you do, because yeah. I think the failures is what builds us into the, yeah. the better people and the better team. So you started with a, a, t a, a team of one, you, actually you yourself and yourself. Um, now you have a team. Tell me about your team. We do. So we formed that. Oh, by the way, let's do all of this during the pandemic. And, and we built this in 2020 um, as Dallas College reorganized from seven independently accredited colleges to one. And in 2020, we officially launched the Ascend Institute. It, it opened for business. And in doing so, we hired a kind of an outside sales team of 15 people. Uh, again, consultative sales is kind of how we think of ourselves. But uh, the back-end support to our team, what we call the operations, is a team of about, of about 30. And so all together, directly and indirectly impacting our day-to-day -day work, responsible for the training of all of those folks I mentioned, is about 40 people. Mm -hmm. And that's our direct staff um, that handles all of our day-to-day -day responsibilities working with employers. We have a lot of other peripheral, a lot of other support with a lot of other work groups under our overarching umbrella that we call 
Workforce and Advancement at Dallas College. Well, I've had the pleasure of working with some of your team, and the one thing I can say about every one of them is they love Dallas College. It wasn't, you know, like, well, maybe they all love, they all love what you stood, what you do stand for, and they were always willing to, you know, better themselves. And I think that's a testament to you because, I mean, you started this whole thing. Well, I'd like to think that we've just got good people. Well, and you do have good people, but, <laughs> but you can have good people and they still you know, don't like what they're doing and they don't like where they are and they don't like the culture, but you've created this culture. Well, you read the quote, uh -huh. you know, and so what gets me excited to wake up every day and jump out of bed, you know, is the opportunity to inspire people. Mm -hmm. um, if I don't do anything else during the day, I want to be able to inspire others, you know, to be more, to dream more, to become more. And I, and I think at the heart, that's who I am. And, you know, I try to bring that to work every day. So if I do have any impact at all, it's helping to inspire the growth, the development of the personnel that we have at the Ascend Institute. Yeah. And I couldn't be more, more just fond of who we've got and what they do because they, are, they do the real work behind the scenes. And they all have different experiences and expertise. And it's really nice that they all gel, which I loved it. And of course, we were there during the pandemic, which was... You know, a lot of fun. Mask and toe. <laughs> Mask and toe, <laughs> seated, you know, socially distant. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. What do you want people to know? Is there something about Dallas College that you think people don't know that you'd want to share with them? It's a loaded question. I know it's a loaded question. It, Not the, I don't want all the, you know, the skeletons in the closet. <laughs> yeah, I think the fact that we're here and, and that we're, we're different today than ever before, I mean, those of us that have been around Dallas County, the North Texas region for all these years, you know who we've been. Mm -hmm. The Dallas County Community College District, again, for over 55 years before we reformed as Dallas College. And so much has changed, Judy. The opportunity today and, and other times to tell the story, to begin to tell the story, how we inspire people differently today and impact the lives and drive economy. Um, the real shift in focus on workforce today, I can't expound upon that enough because that is not traditional academia. Right. That is much different than corporate college, which do exist as colleges that serve corporate partners. Well, we do that and more because we're not about taking coursework off the shelf at our academic institutions and teaching out of a book. Not a lick of that do we do. Everything we do for employers is highly customized and, and completely tailored to meet the needs of business and industry. That is still the untold story and the one that I just can't tell enough and, want and need to tell it more and look forward to it. That is, that is the story going forward. And that's, that's very different. That's very different because most people that do train, you know, uh, corporations, employers, and organizations, <clears throat> a lot of it is just cookie cutter. Here you go, we're gonna talk about this and here you go. And you don't do that. So I think that's an, that's an important part of the story. And I think that's what positions us as unique mm -hmm. and different um, because there's a lot of training companies out there, but I beg to say, none of which would have the resources of Dallas College when you serve 120,000 people a year and you've got a talent pipeline right there in your, in, your, in your backyard, so to speak. And um, we can help you get there and acquire that talent and introduce you to that talent. And uh, not many people can say that. Yeah, 
Yeah, so Dallas College is a, a source and a resource. And I think that, you know, you all have to listen to this because it's really, really, really important. So where can they connect with you when they want to find out more information or how to be, you know, one of your employers? Well, certainly, you know, you can email me um, at tsamuels at dallascollege.edu. Again, tsamuels, S-A-M-U-E-L-S, at dallascollege.edu. Uh, you can certainly find me on LinkedIn as well. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Uh, you can probably find me on Pinterest and anywhere else in the world. <laughs> social media is, um, I, li I live and breathe social media, Judy, as you know. I do. Um, but yes, would love, love to discuss any of that or more from employers or prospective students um, or incumbent workers in the workforce that are looking at transforming their lives, moving into a different career path, changing occupations. We're here for all the above. These are taxpaying dollars. Yeah. We're here to serve. That's, yeah, serve first, serve always. Yes, ma'am. And lead by example. You got it. So thank you so much. This has been enlightening. I'm sure there's going to be people that I did not know that about Dallas College, or I didn't even know about Dallas College, period. So thank you for that. That's It's been wonderful. Well, it's been delightful. Always good to see you. Always good to see you. Thank you for the opportunity today. Absolutely, absolutely. And thank you for joining Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman, where we have the pleasure of talking to amazing women, amazing men. So until next time, we'll see you then.